episode 20 of the Caesar show wow it's 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 been a while I, I think the last time I dropped an episode was episode 19 that was August 26th you know I've just been been a little busy doing you know been, I've, I've been busy keeping busy just you know working on myself focus on myself and back at it so happy to be here and you know I had a I had to come back on the show and you know Kick it with the homie Omar Kellerman. If you guys could introduce Omar Kellerman. What's up, y'all? How y'all been? Good, man. How have you been? I'm good. So I'm out in Chicago now. So it's kind of a change, but I'm I'm good. Yeah, man. How do you how how's the whole transition from being in you know the east to the good old you know latter part of the United States? How's Chicago? Yeah, the Midwest, uh, so we're an hour behind the East, so y'all are in the future, I'm in the past right now, so that, <laughs> so even even though it's only an hour, it was a little bit of a, a change to get used to. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, it hasn't gotten too cold yet, but uh, I'm getting ready for this, you know, fall, winter coming here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, like, I heard that's it's, coming. So it's pretty brutal. Be, so. Yeah, it's going to be brutal for you. Uh, but, yeah. but I mean, it's great. There's a lot to do, a lot to eat. I mean, I've been focused on school and my grad program, but like on the weekends, you yeah, know, I mean, there's, people- <laughs> uh, there's some time, some free time to check uh, out. You know? Yeah, we'll save that for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You know, it's it's been a while, like I said, you know, and you know, last time I had my boy Mike checks on there. You know, we decide we we define what's a superstar because. Hardaway had some BS saying Kawhi was a superstar. He also talked about the hoodie, the hoodie mellow phenomenon, which is crazy, and the whole banana boat team up. You know, Blake Griffin said they were all gonna, you know, be together. But yeah, but you know, a lot has happened in the NBA. And before we even get to the NBA, let's let's just talk about the political, you know, side to sports. So yeah, this guy Donald Trump, man. What are, what are your thoughts on? on everything he said where did it all stem from matter of fact um so i think he was at an alabama rally a couple weeks ago or maybe i guess this was this past week and he was um addressing i guess the protests and he said if an nfl player uh decides to kneel <laughs> they should get that in quote son of a bitch off the field and the owner should come down and say you're fired and uh, I really think he just wanted to say his catchphrase, you're fired, but, like, he's just a clown. And, you know, like, having the president saying you shouldn't be able to practice your 
First Amendment right, which is freedom of speech, is very, uh, very scary. It's kind thing. of a scary yeah, thing. Just, you know? just looking at the actual Constitution, like you said, the, this is the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech. I mean, freedom of speech, um, freedom of press, or the right of the people peace, peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, for someone who has so much position of power, you know, this is probably the most powerful position you can have in the world. I, would you agree with that? You're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to bring, yeah, bring people together, not they're being know, a lot of people apart. And I, I like how, you know, sports players, I feel like one thing that, that, you know, brings everyone together, you know, whether some people don't see it as sports, you know, you can come from different backgrounds, but that competitive nature, that chemistry, that, that you know, just everything until with sports just makes people unite. And I like how, you know, players and these, you know, celebrities who, you know, were past players of any sport, they just come together and they use their platform to really spread, you know, their love and, you know, what they define as right, and, you know, just keep the hope alive. And, uh, you know, was it this past Sunday? I mean, this past weekend that, you know, players in the NFL started like kneeing and all that, right? Yeah, um, this past Sunday, like, there's a lot of people who took a knee. There's a lot of people who did the whole, uh, yeah, they, what was it? they like, cross arms with their players to show unity. Yeah, lock arms, which I think is kind of, uh, it's a half measure, really. It's not really a protest, it's kind of just like a unity thing, which is cool, but, you know, Shout outs to the guys who took a knee and really, uh, really put their yeah, jobs. Just a few things about that. First know. of all, like, where were all these players when Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee last season for just police brutality, just inequality? Like, what? Where was all that? At, you know, I feel like if players would have done that earlier, then we would have seen the, you know, a big big change but I feel like it's still even though I didn't want it to be this way sometimes to move forward you need the, the majority to you know feel kind of what we're sort of coming from and that helps make the most change too so I feel like these owners you know coming together you know supporting the cause I feel like this is going to be in a positive direction Yeah, I mean, it's definitely moving towards the mainstream, but you don't want the message to get lost and everything. Like, it wasn't... The protest didn't start as uh, a protest against Trump. You know, like, Kaepernick started kneeling and Obama was still president. It was against, you know, police brutality, inequality, like, a lot of things. Like, the education system in the inner city, like, especially, like, here in Chicago, like, in the inner city like the education system is horrible because they have outdated textbooks and they just don't have the technology that a lot of good schools have and so things yeah, like man, that that's really what we're gonna see against. how that fans out um it's just been interesting in the nfl very very interesting oh yeah and then i think they said von miller got his car
car, car, uh, what you want to call it? Sponsorship taken away from her or something like that. Yeah, from me. Yeah, you gotta look into that. that oh, was, did he? I didn't even. That was crazy. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy. You know, let, let's let's go into the NBA a little bit. Um, you know, which coincides with politics? They said it was, it was rumored that the Warriors were thinking about visiting the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture during their DC trip this season in place of the White the White House visit. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a dope idea. Honestly, uh. I mean, just doing something different. I mean, so Trump uninvited Steph on Twitter, <laughs> like like LeBron, like LeBron said he he didn't he wasn't even gonna come in the first place. So you can't really uninvite someone who says I'm not gonna come. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a dope thing to do instead. Um, kind of just showing, you know, that you don't need to visit the highest office if you don't respect the man in there so going to the african-american history museums right it just sucks because (laughs) it's a little bit off topic but every time i try to like wake up in the morning and try to you know reserve a spot for african-american history museum i never get that and when i try to go online i kind of get there too late or at least in my head i think oh this is a good time Not, not as much people will be up here but always late and i feel like these players are gonna walk up in there like damn <laughs> <laughs> perks man I, one day maybe one yeah, day I'll experience perks. that who knows but anyways um, training camp has officially started and it's just been a lot of crazy news you know going on in the NBA world but before we get into those to that crazy news you know I haven't been on the season show for a while and you know like, like I said last time I was talking about you know where is Kyrie gonna go to? And he ended up going to the Celtics. Um, just gonna quickly talk about that. I felt like he needed it. I feel like it, he 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 was ready to be. You know, he didn't want to be robbed to to LeBron's Batman anymore. And I feel like he grew up, and LeBron taught him all he could possibly learn um, as far as leadership goes and how to conduct yourself as a professional on and off the field off the court I'm sorry um so at the end of the day I feel like you can't be mad at him maybe they could have had better communication but I like Kyrie's journey you know and his favorite player is Kobe Bryant so he has that mama mentality that you know I want one and let's see what I can do without you because in my head I feel like I'm the best player if I put if you put the pieces around me we have this correct system then I'm gonna thrive you know another reason he didn't want to well he wanted to leave because he just he wanted to be you know an actual complete point guard LeBron was that so Kyrie just did a lot of iso ball um, and you know catch and shoot so we couldn't really get to see him facilitate I know they say even before he was there he didn't really facilitate but he was a baby in the NBA you know his team they didn't know if they want to play seriously or freaking tank so I think at that point he was just showcasing what he could do and that's his purest his purest form is scoring so I think this season we're going to see an amped up Kyrie. Um, Celtics are probably going to be the number two seed, but we're going to see them play good. I feel like with Brad Stevens, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, those vets, um, they're going to be relied upon. All three of them are going to be relied upon to, you know, get things to go, get things going. But I feel like with that system and those other pieces around, I think they're going to be good. But the only thing 
is they're kind of undersized. So I know we're in a small ball era, but when you're going up against Cleveland, when you're going up against the Wizards, when you're going up against the Bucks, that's a lot. That's that's a high advantage. You know, Al Horford only averaged, I think, six to eight rebounds last season. So we're going to see. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, so Kyrie leaving. I mean, if I was him, I wouldn't have left the best player in the world. But I understand it. He wants to carve his own legacy out. And um, I think I heard like he wasn't too happy LeBron came back in the first place. Um, but it's show and prove time for Kyrie. Like, let's see what you can do with your own squad. Like, they have pieces. Gordon, like you said, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford. Uh, they got worse defensively. They uh, they lost Avery Bradley. Uh, I don't know. Jay Crowder was a pretty good defender. They lost him in the trade as well. So, I mean. I mean. Gordon Hayward's not too bad. Um, I think Jalen Brown's going to definitely show you what he's about. And just like on Marcus Smart. So we will see, but I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown's going to have to step up too because uh, just because like, they moved a lot of pieces around, so they're going to need him more this year. Um, I think Brad's teams will be able to figure it out, but my thing is the, the main goal should be for them to – make it to the finals right they gotta be they probably gotta face cleveland and beat cleveland um i don't really see much other competition in the east other than obviously i'm a homer i'm gonna say the wizards but uh, other than that i don't see them you know struggling too much but uh, it's gonna be fun to watch Kyrie versus lebron because i think there was something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about because Kyrie went on first take and he was uh, I don't know he was very like vague in his answers and he was condescending to my my guy Max Kellerman so I didn't really appreciate that um but I think there's something going on behind the scenes yeah obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously you, you can see just from the body language and the type of questions he avoided like you said how he acted towards Max and Stephen A you can you can definitely tell there was something else that was going on that that we're not going to talk about. He he even he's kind of clear about it when he says you know whatever did happen that just stayed between me and LeBron. So that's that's yeah that's yeah. that's crazy. But at the end of the day, like just I know they're stars in this in America and you know around the world, but like. When you break it down, like that's like me and you having a conversation, like, yo, I don't want to be a part of this company anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, someone snitches and tells everyone and it just yeah. causes a whole shift in the whole locker room and organization. And I feel like that's understandable, but I think I think they're grown enough to get past it. And I think honestly, it's not gonna be like a Russ and Katie type of thing. Like they're always gonna, you know, be cordial with one another, no animosity, because at the end of the day, you know, Things happen, you know. He, like you said, he didn't anticipate LeBron even come back in the first place. He got an organization who said, you know, this is the keys to your kingdom. You're going to be the face of this franchise. He signs that max deal. Raw comes right back after they lose to San Antonio, changed the whole culture. You know, he definitely got a chance to win, but he just didn't want to be second fiddle anymore. So, like you said, we're going to see what they're going to do because more than likely they're going to play against, you know, the Cavs in the conference finals, but you know, 
other other teams are hungry. You know, we'll see what the Wizards are talking about. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I think the Wizards still match up well with the Celtics, even with the team they have now. Um, you know, Milwaukee still, we don't know what heights that, you know, the Greek Freak is going to go up to. We don't know if Javari Parker is going to come back healthy. Brogdon stepped this game up. Middleton, Don Maker is about to get in the lead. So that could be a potential matchup too. It's a little too far-fetched for the 76ers trust in the process because I just have to see them healthy. I actually looked at Joel Embiid's, uh his media day interview, and he was saying, they asked him, like, hey, Joel Embiid, are you going to play all you two games? He's like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's still waiting for the minute restriction too. So hopefully, I think he said his goal is to be ready for the, the opener. Um, so we're definitely going to see. But I think... I'm kind of going off subject, but we'll, we'll go into that. You know, I'm getting a little excited. It's been a while since I talked basketball. But, uh, yeah, as, as far as Kyrie goes, you know, basically what I'm trying to say, that, that, that there's definitely going to be – he's it's not going to be easy for him to get to the conference finals. At least in that second round, he's going to get tested. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And, I mean, I don't think it's going to be easy early on for the Celtics because, I mean, the first game off top is Celtics versus Cavs and – you know, that's a lot of new players. There's a lot of shifts. Like, um, they're going to have to get the chemistry down. You, you can't just, you know, this isn't a fantasy basketball team. You can't just put all these players together and, you know, and hope it works out. They, they're they going to have to put it out on the floor and, you know, figure it out. But um, I don't know. I it Also, like, Kyrie, like, has to – if he can get eight assists a game, then – like, he'll have shut me up, but I don't see him getting eight assists a game. I just, I don't think it's going to work that way. I think he'll still come off screens. Like, the like Brad Stevens' offense is, you know, there's a lot of movement. So, uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how they utilize Kyrie. But, um, I mean, I'm ha- he's happy he got what he wanted. I'm I'm happy, like, there's great storylines coming up for yeah. the NBA. It's so just exciting be, to just see him, watch. you know, like you just said, being on his own, you know, just watching, before we even got into this, you know, conversation, I was watching his, you know, I think first day of practice, and he was just, you can see how mat- mature he's just become over these past few years. He's, like, he's so excited to be a leader and share his knowledge and his, you know, passion for the game you know towards this whole organization he said the chemistry he thinks with Hayward's going to be very good he actually said Hayward and, and Brad Stevens have this like unspoken chemistry which is kind of weird I mean not weird because they that was his coach at Butler but he says it's kind of dope and he's you know slowly waiting to you know build that rapport with one another so it's going to be interesting and the fact that the East is kind of weak he they're going to be fine they're going to they're going to be they're going to be ready for the playoffs yeah, but um, yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, just based off the talent they have. But I mean, the real test is going to come in the in the playoffs and the conference finals if they make it there. Um, like, there's no loyalty in basketball. I hate to see. I hated to see them trade it though. But I mean, you got to do what you got to do when <laughs> superstar when you man, grab man. a superstar and player. I think the most healthy. exciting news were, you know, in which. Most of my audience wants to, you know, hear about is Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Man, it, Carmelo Anthony has been through hell and back. Like, wow, 
have you had, we saw we saw Interstellar together, right? It feels like he went on. It feels yeah, like, all right, you remember Michael Caine? He's basically selling these fake dreams to Matthew McConaughey and the whole the whole other uh, squad who's going on this trip to find more natural resources to go to bring back to Earth to start a new civilization. Phil Jackson seems like that guy who who, who Michael Caine yeah. plays just promises Mello, who's Matthew McConaughey, this, this false ideals of the possibilities that could happen. Um, and he's finally came back. He's on the thunder. He's rejuvenated. He's still got a lot left in the tank. He's teamed up with Russ. He's teamed up with, you know, Paul George. They got Steven Adams. This is going to be a crazy year for the OKC Thunder. Um, wow. Um, they're, they're immediately top three in my eyes. Uh, they could be as far as number two. You know, we'll save that for later with, with what the Spurs, you know, can do. But, yeah, man, Melo, he's... I think he only had one fifty-one season with the Knicks, and they went to the second round and lost to the Pacers. Other than that, he's just been stuck in a black hole. Um, and what's crazy is a lot of people cite him, saying like, "Oh yeah, man, he lost a step or two. I mean, obviously he got older, but he's still a, he's a scorer. He's a pure scorer. He he fits the definition of a hybrid four nowadays, you know. So I think just being a new atmosphere, you know." Definitely is going to make it easy. All of them are going to make it easy for each other. Russ, PG, Melo. Um, he's just going to he's gonna go ham, I think. Uh, we're going to see Hoodie Melo unlocked. I think the biggest thing we have to worry about is, is Russell Westbrook going to... He already proved that he's one of the best players in the NBA. He proved that he can carry a team you know, to the playoffs with just himself. Now you have this max deal, which he happened to sign on KD's birthday, which is crazy. <laughs> But now that he has, you know, the max $205 million or whatever, are you going to, you know, allow others to succeed and fail with you? Or are you going to just try to do it yourself? What are your thoughts on the whole mellow phenomenon and uh, it's OKC? Uh, so when I found out about the mellow trade, I was actually at a wedding in Utah and I just opened up Twitter as there's some like downtime. And uh, me and my other friend, who's a huge NBA fan, saw the Adrian Wojnarowski tweet, and we just were, we went crazy. We were like so happy for Melo. Like he's a very likable guy. You can't hate Melo. Um, he's definitely been disrespected this offseason by ESPN and 2K, his ratings and stuff. But um, I like the fit with OKC. You got Russ, and you got Roberson. You got Paul George, then you got Melo, and then you got Steven Adams. So that starting five is pretty nice, I think. Um, and then where you can bring Patrick Patterson off the bench. Um, but I don't know how it works chemistry-wise. Like, So Melo's not going to be able to be ball-stopper Melo where he dribbles a lot. It's going to have to have him be like either posting up Melo or... You know, kind of in that Kevin Love, Chris Bosh role where he's hitting corner threes. Because I see Russ or Paul George probably handling the ball for the majority of the time. And you know Russ likes to dribble that ball a lot too. Um, But Russ is going to have to get more passive, I feel like. Because, I mean, now he has options on his team. His stats are going to go down. 
everyone's stats are going to go down, but that's going to be for the greater good of the team. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I call them top three. I still like Houston over them. I say that tentatively until I see them on the floor, but it's going to be a wild, wild west for sure. Just based off of Carmelo going there. Like there's been like seven all-stars that went west from the east. So that just shows you how weak the east is and how strong the west has gotten. Um, But I'm happy for Melo. And I hope this role works out for him. And Stephen A was saying that he thinks OKC can beat uh, the Warriors. It's going to be... If they can figure it out, like, they have the pieces to do it. They're obviously not as deep. Um, but if they can figure it out, it'll definitely be an interesting matchup. I think they'll probably have to stagger the minutes between Russ and Paul George because uh, they're not as deep. But I, they're definitely a 50-plus win team. And, you know, like, hopefully Russ learns to – I don't want to say learns to pass more because he's he averaged ten assists last season, but um, and it's still his squad. But like, it's just like the the thing with Russ and KD where where Russ would dribble the ball into the ground and and pass it to KD when there's three seconds left in the shot clock, like and force him to take a bad shot. Like that can't happen. So. It's going to be interesting to see how Billy sure, Donovan sure. really approaches um, that whole situation. Believe it or not, I think Russ, like I said, he's gotten everything he's possibly wanted. Um, he's proved everyone wrong. Now I think he's strictly only focusing on championships now. I think he's all open arms on that D-Wade type of thing. He's he's just all about winning now. So I think we're going to see a change, Russ. And I think he's still going to have a triple-double. He's just going to... You know, sacrifice giving up a few more possessions because, like you said, he has help now. He has PG, he has Melo right there. So, last year he averaged what 30, 31 points. I see him averaging like 24 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists still. Um, that defense is going to be crazy though with Roberson, Paul George, and Russ. And you got Adams in the back. So, Melo's energy is not going to even get exerted like that. So, he's going to be way more effective. Um, there's some stat, I can't really remember the stat, but they were just talking about Paul George, Russ, and uh, Melo. Like, basically, they in the crunch time, like, they like missed a lot of shots or something like that. So they're like, oh, who's going to take the last shot? Honestly, I, I would, I would, this is what I do. Whoever's, you know, flowing within that offense during crunch time or during the whole game, that should give you a sense of who should take the, the last shot. But I would, honestly, I would, I would choose Melo every time. Uh, yeah, I mean, Melo's not scared of the moment, so I I would trust him honestly. Like, and you have the pieces to distract from Melo and then get him an open shot. So he's just, he's just, his jumper is <laughs> just so crispy. Like, I could watch him shoot all day. And it, and I, did you did you see him at the? I know I'm jumping ahead a little here, but at media day, he was wearing the hoodie as well, just going on with the theme. He's a funny guy, man. Melo really knows how to, I mean, you know, block out all the noise and kind of just like, you yeah. know, set his own narrative as to who he is as a person. Um, and I'm, I'm happy he's out of New York finally. 
and I, I think Lala probably stays in New York, so maybe that'll be a little tough. Definitely, one, definitely. Man. We'll see. We're gonna talk about you know who's the be- the biggest threat to the Warriors a little later, just to keep you guys you know waiting. But yeah, so you know, a few months ago before draft night, well, on draft night, Jimmy Butler gets traded to the Timberwolves, so. You're thinking, damn, you know, the Bulls, you know, Rondo, they're not, they're moving direction from Rondo. So Rondo, Jimmy Butler's gone. Wade's still there. So the Bulls are probably thinking, hey, since we traded this guy, not signing this guy, he's probably not even going to opt into his contract and he's going to go elsewhere and not get that much money. But Wade's been, Wade had that whole mentality like, yo, I've given up money since I've been in Miami, you know, since Braun and, Bosh came. Like, I gave up a lot of money, so f that. I'm gonna opt in, and you guys obviously want to move in a different direction, which is you know, you know, having that youth and rebuilding. And you know, they they bought out his contract, and you know, he had options to go to the Spurs, the Cavs, to you know, back to Miami, go to OKC, which I really wish he went to OKC just to do something different, but. Long and behold, he goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we all knew it was happening. We were just waiting, you know. I didn't think he was going to get his contract bought out this soon. I thought it was going to be, like, more towards, like, you know, trade deadline or a few months down the road. But he's going to definitely add another championship DNA to that Cavs locker room. Uh, the Cavs are so deep, you know. That, that's crazy, but, you know. His, his veteran leadership, his high IQ, um, and just the way he can still be efficient and pick and choose the spots he wants to go to. And his chemistry yet alone already with LeBron is going to be, you know, dope. When I, and when, I'm not saying we're going to see the old D-Wade. I mean, last year he averaged 18 points still. Um, but we're going to see a D-Wade who... It's just going to, you know, when LeBron goes out of the game, he helps run that offense. He couldn't really have that with Kyrie. I feel like every time Kyrie was in the game, LeBron rested, you know, LeBron would get right back in because Kyrie, he just, he all he knew was iso ball like that. That's it. He he kept the offense stagnant. And it was basically, hey, get out of the way. Watch us do this and that. d actually going to create for other players and just make the game easier. So this is a stacked team. You know, I looked at D-Wade's, uh, his, you know, introduction, his media day or whatever, and he was just saying, um, yeah, he just missed that winning championship feeling. Um, he said since he's been in the NBA, even if he didn't go to the finals, he's always wants to at least one game, like, for the finals because he just loves that atmosphere. You know, he said he didn't like the idea of, you know, just playing just to play or, you know, playing, you know, hopefully we make the playoffs. He He's just built, you know, from that Michael Jordan cloth where you just want to compete all the time. So I think this is good for the Cavs, a lot of flexibility. And the biggest thing is and a lot of people are not really, you know, grasping is LeBron actually looks happy. It seemed like last year he was just always stressed, yada, 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 but you have this team built around him and you have his best friend who can still contribute. I know you lost Kyrie, but you had Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose, Jay Crowder, D. Wade, this other seven-foot dude mixed with the team, the, the pieces you have already, and they have Jeff Green. 
from like one to twelve, and Richard Jefferson still, and Tristan, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, Amon Shumper, Channing Fry. Like the list goes on. Like we're gonna see a happy LeBron James, and it, he could possibly, you know, if he's feeling good, because I feel like he's not gonna play thirty-eight minutes again. He's probably gonna play around. I would say no more than thirty-four minutes because the team is so deep. But we're gonna see. Uh, Od LeBron James possibly this year they might win they might win at least sixty games. But like, what are your whole thoughts on D Wade and the Cavs state of mind? I mean, obviously, I love that D Wade and LeBron are teaming up again. I mean, they're boys, so like, it makes sense. Like, I know Carmelo was trying to get D Wade over to OKC, which that would have been interesting too. But right. um, you know, the East had to keep somebody, right? Right? So. Uh, D Wade got got his contract bought out. I think it was like thirty million. I, I don't know what the figure is, but he only got like a a minimum contract one year from Cleveland. But he's he's good on the bread. Trust me, his pockets are not hurting. Like he knows this. Um, but like this just gives Cleveland so much more depth. Like they have, I mean almost two starting fives like the other starting five could probably you know possibly make the east like be like a ninth or eighth team in the east so they just have so much depth to play with and i mean like like you said like wade's not gonna have to play as much you know he's not gonna be asked to do as much just having that veteran player in the locker room that has won a championship already him and lebron already have great chemistry it's gonna. I think it's gonna make things easier on LeBron. Um, it's gonna help LeBron be a, a better leader too. Just having D Wade there and having D Wade in his ear and like supporting him, like on the court, off the court, and as just like ha- like having your homie on your team. It just it just makes the vibe better. Uh, and I, that's why I was saying before. Like I don't see the Celtics beating this team with D Wade on them now like he's not he's not like you know Miami Wade but he still averages solid 18 points and you know he could he still has those bursts of vintage Wade so like they're just really deep like they recovered great from uh Kyrie, this Kyrie thing like it doesn't I, I don't feel like they're gonna lose a step, honestly. They'll probably win as many or if not more. And a big luxury for them is they got the squad to steal they have now. D Rose for two million, two, three million dollars. And you know everyone forgets he averaged eighteen four and four, shooting forty eight percent from the field. Um, I think if he stays healthy playing with LeBron, I feel like when LeBron it, it's it's two things. If you go to the Spurs and you're kind of on that eh, part of your career, the Spurs do something, put something in your water and you start playing like it's a fountain of youth again. Or you have the LeBron effect, he just brings the best out of you. So this could be the year that we actually see D. Rose make an all-star again. What do you feel about that? I mean, I would love to see it. And I mean, a lot of the all-stars went west, so that could totally happen. Um and yeah, just playing with LeBron just makes you better, obviously, because he's gonna get you open looks and he's gonna get you the ball where you want the ball. And like, it's just up to wait. Uh, sorry, D Rose to stay healthy. And I mean, he was he was pretty healthy last season. He played the majority of the games. Um, besides that, 
I guess that one week where he went missing. <laughs> I don't think he'll go missing again. New York was just a circus last year. Um, yeah, so I'm rooting for D D Rose. Like I still got his uh his emblem keychain on my keychain, so I'll, I'm always rooting for yeah, D Rose. He's like one of my first favorite players in the league. You know. I think I think you have to start Wade almost. I think you almost have to start Wade, but they'll pro- their minutes will probably be the same. But I think you start Wade just to, you know, get that punch. Um, I guess JR does space the floor out better, though, because he's a better three-point shooter. But, yeah, I think I think you start Wade, and then he'll yeah. probably get substituted out first for JR. Who would have thought? Like, like, that's up to, that's up to Tyler. Rose. LeBron and Wade would all be playing together. That's crazy. Brazy. I mean, like, if this was, like, what, 2008? Like, they're winning, like, multiple championships for a long time. LeBron and and Wade talked about they were both trying to explore Chicago, too, but D-Rose won't, like, open arms. You know, when you're young, you're just like, yo, it's all about me, and then it's not until you get older and realize, like, yo, it's okay, like, to not have to be that guy that's, you know, have to be the best night and night out. Like, I can get helped. Yeah, for sure. I think, well, with time, everything everything happens, and I think it, oh, wow. it's happening we for a reason get now. to see D. So. Rosen's first finals it's, uh, it's appearance a- ever. Yeah, it, I, which makes me think, like, Ty Lue said he's going to be the starter for, uh, you know, for the beginning of the season. Do you think Isaiah's going to end up starting or you think they're just going to use him off the bench for like that Jamal Crawford effect where you just get buckets I mean they're going to have to ease IT back because he's I mean have a serious hip injury so I think he might be getting surgery on that too but like he'll be a microwave off the bench while they're easing him in but I guess it depends how well D Rose plays but like at this point, IT's definitely a better player. I just like the size better. Uh, at least offensively. So. Yeah, against bigger point guards, D-Rose is better. And I guess. Mm, yeah, D-Rose is better against bigger point guards. So I guess it, it would depend on the matchup almost too. You just have so, much, even if you, so many pieces. If IT comes off the bench, Cleveland now. more than likely they're going to have them on. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston is going to eat his ass up. Yeah, I told <laughs> Sean five, Livingston five. like 6'8 in a point guard. It's crazy. Yeah, Isaiah's 5'9 with shoes on. Yeah. So and a lot of people were saying also like, Derrick Rose, uh, it's crazy. for how the management was with the Knicks and how they had a Hornacek mixed with Phil Jackson wanting them to play the triangle, playing the triangle to average 18-4-4, they said, you know, that was a that was good, so that'd be crazy if he averaged like twenty points this year. Uh, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get good shots with playing with LeBron, but they they've got a lot of talent. So, and everyone keeps forgetting about Kevin Love, and Kevin Love's still there. I think his numbers go up this season because Kyrie's not there, and they're gonna yeah, they just have something a little more. I think so. That'd be crazy. Um, yeah, uh, training camp looked pretty successful. A lot of some standouts I saw were uh, <clears throat> Ben Simmons is looking like he's ready to really. 
you know, you remember how Blake Griffin, his rookie year, he didn't even get to play because he like messed up his knee or something like that. Yeah, and then he just came back the next year and was just like, whoa, yeah. are you sure this guy's a rookie? Well, he had that whole year to not only rehab and get stronger, but he got to work on his game while these other costumes have to, you know, not only compete, but have to worry about classes. So a whole year just focus on what you love. I think we're going to see Ben Simmons possibly make All-Star this year, man. How, how you feel about that? His rookie season? I can see it. I mean, <laughs> I know this isn't like a good like scale of ranking, but like he's crazy on 2K already too. But um, he didn't have the greatest uh, season at LSU a couple years back. But I think like the Sixers are gonna let him handle the ball. Like he's gonna be a point forward, so he's gonna have the ball in his hand. So sky's the limit for Ben Simmons if he could stay if he could stay healthy. Um, it's between him and Lonzo for rookie of the year for me, but yeah, the East has just lost so many All Stars, so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to yeah, put somebody that, on that you know, team. Talent, so why not? You know, ben B, if a B can stay healthy, Ben Simmons and B, JJ Redick, Fultz, uh, Covington, those boys are gonna be that. Those boys are gonna be all right. Sorry, uh, in in the East, I see them making the seventh or eighth seed. They'll definitely make the playoffs. I mean, they probably won't get too far, but they'll, they'll be fun to watch just because they're super young. And, Speaking of like, rookie of the still year, uh, let's talk about Lonzo Ball. And you know what's crazy is he dropped a single called Zoe, Zoe 2. Like, we can hear a little sample of this. Okay, I was like, all right, Lonzo, you can, you can rap a little bit. He's definitely part of that that youth culture, you know. The song wasn't actually too bad. I feel like it's going to get catchy, but just the fact that this dude has his own shoes, it's on the Lakers, he can drop music. Like, he's definitely the new aged. I don't know how to, how to really say it, but he's definitely going to be the face of this league very soon. Um, and I think he, I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little worried how he's going to play his first year. Like, I mean, I have no doubt my mind he's going to have his games, you know, where he gets like 14 points, 10 rebounds, you know, tennis is like a few triple doubles or whatnot. I'm just worried about how he's going to pair with these other point guards coming at him every night, you know, mixed with, you know, his size. He's kind of small, even though he's lengthy. And is he going to get that? mid-range jump shot down coming off the screen um i wonder how he's gonna pan out with that what do you think yeah i mean like his jump shot is so his his shooting form is so weird so and i heard jason kidd say that he's gonna need to change that up but we'll see if he does and jason kidd also said he does see a lot of him in lonzo ball so that's high praise lonzo's not gonna be that guy who's gonna score 30 points a game He's going to be the guy who gets, like, triple-doubles and, and like, gets a lot of hockey assists and, you know, rebounds. and But on the defensive end, you know, I think he's going to uh, – I think these, these point guards are going to come at him, like, especially, like, Dame Lillard. And all, like, Steph is coming at Lonzo for sure. All that, all that trash his dad was talking, like, Steph is definitely coming at Lonzo. And, I mean <laughs> – he might end up on the wrong side of a couple highlights. Like, let's just say that much. But um, 
offensively, I think he'll be fine. Uh, it, it really, it really depends on the talent around him. Like I think, I think the Lakers have decent talent around him, um, but they'll, they probably won't make the playoffs. They'll probably struggle. Um, Alonzo is gonna have a decent season. Well, he'll he'll have a good season in terms of rookies, but in terms of like point guards, he's not gonna be top twelve point guards this year just because that position is so deep. Um, but I'm excited to see him play like the the rapping stuff. <laughs> like he's a decent rapper. Like let's be honest, like, he's got a couple bars. But like <laughs> so like there's so much like the lyrics have been so dumbed down in hip hop. Like that's a whole another conversation. But like. He almost sounds lyrical to people yeah. who only listen to to like Yachty on a constant basis. So like, I mean, he's doing this oh, thing. God. I can't hate on him. Um, Dame Lillard is probably still the best <laughs> NBA. Yeah, it seems like Lakers definitely tanked last year because I was just watching even Brandon Ingram speak and he was just saying, like, he was kind of like, yeah, like the lady was like, what do you guys do for the first day of training camp? He was like. We did like defensive drills and all that stuff. He kind of sounded like, "Yo, we actually are actually, you know, gonna play defense this year." So I feel like they definitely tank. They just really focus on their offense last year. We know they, you know, I know D'Angelo Russell's not there anymore, but even though they lost a lot, they they could score the basketball. Um, so I have no no doubt in my mind they're gonna get that side of the field of the court done. I just want to see what they. They look like defensively. Um, it's already one of my favorite teams on 2K to play with. So, you know, whenever we do play 2K, I'm going to whoop that ass. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, Hot joke. You know, to end it all off, man, who you who do you think is the biggest threat to the Warriors? Like, like let's just go by these list of teams and see how they stack up. First of all, let's go with Minnesota. I feel like with Minnesota, not enough shooting. Um, they have depth. You know, their defense could bother the Warriors mixed with Cat being down there, down low. But I think it's just going to be the fact that the Warriors have more cohesion and are better shooters um, and just have better talent overall. Better coaching. I think if they had a series together, it would probably be 4 1. Uh, I mean, I I almost forgot about the Timberwolves, honestly, but they do still have a good squad. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't see them picking off maybe more than one game against the Warriors. Um, but Tom Thibodeau's preaches defense, so I mean, and also Cat is super young still, and he's he's playing really well as well. So maybe maybe we're getting, we're not giving them enough credit, but you know, I just. As a team is assembled right now, I don't I don't see them being too much of a threat to the to the Warriors, but definitely, definitely, um, we gotta definitely moving take forward, into they might be that, uh, Houston acquisition of Chris Paul and how they add a few new pieces. Uh, I feel like that may be interesting because for one, they can make it a shootout, and with Chris Paul being there with that veteran leadership and his skills. Getting people open himself, he can create for himself and shoot. That might be scary too because Houston has depth too. But I just feel like star power mixed with depth is what's gonna get them over the hump. So I, I honestly, I see the Warriors winning six. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, pro- I, pro- I probably would agree with you there. If if the Rockets had gotten mellow, like I think it would be a different story. I think they might upset the Warriors, but um, they still got. I think to me, Chris Paul is the second best point guard in the league. Just overall, he plays good defense, passing ability. He can score, shoot, shoot the ball. Um, it's just gonna have to be on how Chris and James Harden play together. You know, like how that backcourt dynamic really works out like they'll be the they'll be like the the driving force behind the squad um but defensively i don't know like i just don't see them definitely stops against the Warriors. boston uh i think boston with their you know winning culture you know brad stevens who i think is you know top three top like top three coaches in the whole NBA, uh, that's that system, um, their player development. I think they could challenge the Warriors. Would be kind of exciting. Um, I think they have the depth to do it, but I feel like maybe their size. Well, we'll see. Because small ball will be interesting because you have Horford at the five, Kyrie, Kyrie, or probably Kyrie at the one, Tatum in the game, Jalen Brown. Uh, what's his name? Hayward and, and Horford. That's not bad for small ball line, especially if Jason Tatum, you know, plays at a high level. I know he's a rookie, but we'll see. And then also uh, Jalen Brown, if he can take his, at least his defensive prowess to new heights, that will be interesting. And it's crunch time, you know, if it's close games, I think Kyrie can see the deal. But honestly, I, I see Warriors probably beating them in, and I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll give Kyrie and the Celtics benefit. I say they can win two games, so I say Warriors in six. <laughs> I feel like the Celtics would get smacked by the Warriors, honestly. But that's just me. I would, I would be hard pressed to even give the Celtics one game. But I mean, Kyrie has been like the kryptonite for the Warriors. Like he hit that big shot a couple years back. But yeah, they get smacked. They get smacked, bro. Like honestly, like they just don't. I just don't think they have enough. Like, Gordon Hayward's gonna, you know what I mean? He's gonna. Is he gonna be enough? No, I I would probably still take Clay Thompson over Gordon Hayward too. So, um, I think Clay plays defense well on on uh on Kyrie, and you know you have enough pieces where I mean where you can make it interesting, but. Okay. I, I think and, the Celtics uh, still get smacked, but that's <coughs> opinion. Sorry about that call. We also have the, uh, what's that team called? The uh, OKC Thunder. Um, I think that's going to seven games just based on star power, going back at star power. Um, it could go either way because now you definitely have Clay, Clay and KD definitely have to guard Paul George and Melo. So that means Russell Westbrook against Curry. Curry's going to have to work. We saw how it was last year when they were up three games to one. Curry, I mean, Curry's getting worked by Russell Westbrook. Like, he was just too athletic. Mixed with Roberson guarding another position. Um, that could go in OKC's favor, honestly. And I feel like a lot of those games, if they can keep it, I think the way the OKC's going to play, I mean, they do have Raymond Fountain. Um, Grant, uh, Patterson, this guy named, I think, Sabrina is who can shoot the ball and play good defense. Like, they have pieces, but they're going to really have to rely on their stars heavily. 
Um, so whenever like Russ goes out, I'm sure PG will work with the second unit, vice versa with Melo. So if they can keep it close, man, they who knows what can happen at the end of any of those games. And like you said, with you, you got Melo rejuvenated. He's one of the best closers, you know. He's not afraid of moments. So I had that going seven games. And just seeing, you know, who's not injured and just how the game's going, that that's up for grabs. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, just it's just hard to say because we haven't seen them all play together. But on paper, it looks good for the for the Thunder just because of the matchup wise. Um, Steph isn't gonna be able to guard somebody. Somebody he's probably gonna be, have to be forced to guard Westbrook, and he's not gonna be able to guard Westbrook. Like, let's be honest. Um, but I think Katie's still the best player in that series, and I think that might be the deciding factor where KD takes over one game and it's it goes seven, and and KD takes over the seventh game, and and the Warriors come out on top, but. They definitely have the pieces to to challenge the Warriors. It's just will they be able to put it together? And does does a Russ kind of either destruct under the pressure or does he flourish? That's gonna be the most watched game. I think they really play each other like in, in a series like in that. November. <clears throat> or they played. I don't know if they played them in November or the Spurs play. Okay, I mean, or the Warriors in November, but. That's just gonna be crazy. Just the star power itself. Like I'm literally picturing this. Like, <laughs> wow. I think Adams is gonna work Zaza Pachulia. Melo's gonna be the four for real. Well, we'll see. Cause I like Patterson <laughs> at the five, Melo at the three, and Paul George can play. I mean, Patterson at the four. I'm sorry, Melo at the three, and Paul George at the two. Just seeing that, but like, no one can guard Melo. I I think no one can guard Melo on OKC maybe they could I mean on the Warriors maybe I think he's just too skilled and too smart for Draymond Clay just gonna the size alone will bother Clay I know Kate I don't know Melo's footwork his ISO his post up his spot up shooting like he can do it all and then you have Paul George to worry about man it's gonna be crazy um, I think they just I think they're all at a point in time um, where they just they just want they only want one prize and that's to win a championship. You know, you got this guy Paul George who had someone of a good team in Indiana. You know, back when what's his name, Danny Granger was there, Roy Hibbert. Uh, they looked destined to go to the finals, but you know, LeBron had to cut that short. And you have a guy named Paul, and you have a guy in Paul George who you know. We know he's great, but we always want to see what he play like, you know, paired with the top talent. Melo, he's been facing scrutiny his whole NBA career. Russ, you know, he's got to the finals before, but they created this narrative that, you know, he can't win alongside other superstars. So what do they have to lose? And I think it's definitely going to be a growth period where possibly, you know, things might not work out. But I feel like I think they're going to just click from the jump. I don't, I don't know why I just had that feeling. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to take... 
couple games for them to figure it out, but they 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 all seem like they're on the same page. So I feel like it's just it's just like I, I know how how Russ is gonna play. I kind of know that Melo is gonna you know what I'm saying like have to dribble the ball less. I think like what Paul George is gonna do, like how his dynamic and his role works out. That's really like the like the mystery here. So that it's it's i don't know it's 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 gonna work i feel like but it's just a lot to figure out uh in a little time period Definitely. so and then we go to training camp is gonna be fun to watch or anything but san antonio spurs um <clears throat> i still feel like Kawhi leonard is i think he's better than kevin Durant. i know kevin Durant won the ship but like come on if Kawhi was on that team they would have been <laughs> they would have beat the Cavs 4-1 as well like let's be real um, not to take anything away from KD but you know it's a lot easier to win when you have all those stars on your team but I think you know Coach Pop's the best coach I think the Spurs have the best balance between athleticism now mixed with size down low and shooting and just they just play with discipline um, they really don't turn the ball over like with the Spurs. They're never out of. They're never truly out of a game when fully healthy. Um, I think we're gonna see Kawhi be more of a LeBron type of player. We'll still be in himself when I say LeBron type. You know, facilitating more and getting a little bit more rebounds. So I think we're gonna see the final step in the growth of his game. Uh, I think Rudy Gay acquisition made things a little interesting because you have a guy. I know he came off with a kid's injury. But a guy who can help take the scoring pressure off of Kawhi and LaMarcus. Um, really, you know, defend if he needs to play the four. He's probably going to play the four. So small ball is going to work out just fine. Um, he can shoot. He can post up. He can he can do it all. Um, so that's just going to be another good option to have. I think DeJounte Murray's going to step up. Um, he's going to be a nice little, not breakout year, but he's going to be playing at a high level. And just whatever he's asked to do, he's going to do it. Um, you still have those vets, Danny Green, who's one of the best, you know, three and D players, and also one of the best in transition defenders. So, I think what it really comes down to is if Lamarcus is up for the challenge, if he can be a force in the paint and protect the paint. Um, I think the Spurs have a chance to upset the Warriors. I think the Spurs have the best chance to upset the Warriors just based on what we've seen in the past before Kawhi, you know, got injured that yep. game. They were up, I don't know, like, was it 23 points? They were, they were up by a substantial margin. And, um, yeah, Kawhi's obviously, I mean, Kawhi's a dog, honestly. And I think, like, he's silently, he wants to come for everybody. Like, everyone's teaming up and all of this and all that. But I think... Kawhi wants to come for everybody out there in the West. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, everyone else is good. Uh, the point guard position for me with the Spurs, it's like yeah. you guys have that the young dude, DeJounte Murray, right? Yeah, so, and TP's getting a little old. So, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But... I'll, I also think LaMarcus is the X factor. Like, is he going to be a bum or is he going to play like Portland LaMarcus? Like, you're going to need to get a little more out of LaMarcus if if the Spurs want to, you know, contend for a championship pretty much. Um, but, yeah, just it really rests on 
um, Kawhi being a dog like he is, and I think he's like the perfect like kryptonite to the KD era Warriors, just because he can guard KD and he can. He's just a gifted offensive player as well. Like he's just turned himself into a great offensive player. And the Spurs have their own style of play where they don't have to get into this, you know, track run out game with the Warriors and they can control the pace. And Popovich is obviously maybe one of the greatest coaches of all time, you know, so he'll be able to figure it all out. Um, so I think the Spurs have the best chance of any team definitely, to upset the Warriors. And I don't think the Warriors want to see the Warriors. in the second round. The Warriors play OKC, and we play Houston. I'd rather play Houston second round because OKC might be a little bit too much for Kawhi for some reason. I don't know why. I guess it's just all about matchups. Um, but definitely, K. I mean Kawhi definitely is going to disrupt KD's game. And also get buckets on them. And when you neutralize KD, you, you can beat the Warriors. So we're just going to see how that goes. And last but not least, the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> you said they have the Spurs have the best chance. I think Cleveland's right up there with them. You know, you lost Kyrie, the dog, but all that depth with the LeBron James led team, we saw it last year. The Cavs were in every single game, but whenever LeBron went out of the game, they started crumble. Now you have all this talent. It makes things a little interesting. So with that talent, if everyone's healthy, um, I think the Cavs can. I think the Cavs can dethrone the Warriors. You know, I don't really want to see a fourth rematch, but if it happens, it happens. I don't want to see the rematch, man. I don't want to see it happen. Like I want something fresh and new, but. Um, Obviously, with the acquisition of these players, like it is kind of something new, but I I think the Warriors would still take that in six, just because, I mean, it's you're still playing like a LeBron dominated team, and I think KD's kind of figured out how to uh, defeat LeBron. He's grown in he's grown into himself as a player. So, and I think I think the kryptonite for KD is really Kawhi and not LeBron at this point. Uh, for the KD Era Warriors. Um, I mean, it still be interesting and fun to watch, but I think the the Warriors would just be too fast for this type of Cavaliers team. And I also don't think Ty Lue is the, will, <laughs> would out-coach Steve Kerr in, in a seven-game series, even though, like, they've, I mean, they've won before, but that was really on the backs of, like, outstanding performances by Kyrie and, and LeBron but which I'm not saying can't happen again LeBron can do his thing and you know you got IT filling in you got Wade but it's just it's just with KD thing is, too I feel much like, for, for, for the Cavaliers yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you have other bodies to throw at KD though with Jay Crowder so I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here you got you got Jay Crowder who can guard KD and give LeBron a, a break so to say, on the defensive end, which could make it interesting as well. But I still but dude, see just like, imagine like the Warriors winning that <clears> six games. D Wade and like IT or D Wade and D Rose just working with that second unit when the starters are out. I like I kinda like that them going up against Livingston, Swaggy P, 
Andre Iguodala, uh, JaVale McGee. I kind of like that matchup because I feel like Cleveland can keep up with them offensively. It's just going to, I think, just come down to stops um, and the bench. So it may be the battle of the benches, honestly. Yeah, but I mean, the Warriors bench got better too. They got they get Nick Young. They got oh, uh, Jordan Sum from the draft. They they got a good, yeah. They got him as well. Um, I mean, they they got it deeper too. And I don't think any of their superstars are falling off anytime soon. They're obviously their weakest position is probably center where Zaza is playing. But once once they go small, like that's not a problem at all. Um, I just think Wade is too old for to keep up with. Uh, I'm gonna sound like a hater, but I think Wade is too old to keep up with like the Warriors. Like Clay's Clay Clay to me would we'll uh, see. We'll see. Definitely well, that's why you have depth because you, I feel like you're gonna play. You would in spurts and also it's not like it's a regular season. They were gonna be a back to back. Yeah, yeah. They play each other one night. They get a day or two to decompress, get their treatment in, and then right back at it. So. We're definitely going to see, but I definitely see where you're talking about, you know, having youth on your side is always can give you that upper advantage. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, let's hope the Spurs knock off the Warriors. And, yeah, it's going to be a great uh, I'm just, NBA I'm just season. I think for, uh, the preseason starts season. tomorrow. I think the Warriors play... I think they play the Timber... No, they play the Nuggets. They play the Nuggets tomorrow at 8.30... And then I think the Timberwolves are going to play the Lakers. So that's going to be a little interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, de- I'll definitely watch the preseason. I mean, the M- NBA is definitely by far my favorite sport. Like, NFL season is still going on, but NBA has got bigger headlines, I feel like. And I feel like uh, over the next decade, the NBA is going to become uh, – the go-to American sport it used to be baseball, then it yeah, was football. Man. Adam and Silver and the be players and LeBron—they've done a phenomenal job of really, you know, taking it to you know bigger heights. And I feel like a lot of people love it too because you know these players have a story behind them. You know, a lot of times with the NFL, they kind of restrict what you can and can't do. You know, baseball, at least in America, I mean. The popularity's been... I mean, it's, the ratings have been going down a little bit. Um, but yeah, we were on something with basketball, so I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, they, they just branded themselves well. Like like you said, like they have so many stars, superstars, and they utilize social media well. They've got a progressive commissioner, you know, and they don't have any of the problems the NFL does. And they're really, they're really exciting. And... Players have longer longevity, so the fans get to hold that relationship for longer periods of time. So, even when LeBron retires, I just yeah, I don't like see the new NBA era players. Now. Off, I so. think LeBron definitely set the pavement of how to go about branding yourself and handling your business, and just being that competitor. So, I think the league is in good hands. So, but yeah, man. Thanks for being, you know, no, thanks agree. for being a part of episode twenty of the season show, ladies and gentlemen. Omar Kellerman, yeah, it's, it's actually Omar Ajaz, but he just reminds me of Max Kellerman. You know, we got that 
cool chemistry. So <laughs> it's nice to have you up here, man. Hope Chicago's treating you well. Uh, any last words you want to say? Yeah, man, come come out and visit anytime. Uh, yeah, it was fun doing this, and hopefully, like, we'll do this again once the once the season starts, and uh, hopefully, no one gets. <laughs> That's injured. like the most thing, most like looking most at fear I have every NBA yeah. season. Since he's yeah. injured, like, please don't let D Rose get hurt. Please don't let D Rose get hurt. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know, and specifically um, him too. It's like, bro, like the law of averages. Like someone's bound to get hurt. We just don't know who. Now, hopefully, if someone gets hurt, it's not, you know, they're not done for the season. Hopefully, it's like an ankle or, you know, knee bruise or something like that, you know, because, like you said, this is going to be the most exciting NBA season, so we don't want it to go to waste. Yeah, and all my listeners who are listening, you know, make sure to subscribe to me on soundcloud and i'm on itunes podcast and follow me on all forms of social media SRCs. that's s-i-r-s-e-e-z-u-s we out Getting